1: The tennis world is down under for the first major of 2023. And heading into day four, there's a collection of superstars and breakout performers all looking to make history. Mackie McDonald stole the show overnight in Melbourne with a shocking victory over defending champion and top seed, Rafael Nadal. Plus, hear from Coco Gauff on how she won the much anticipated battle of future stars against Kamara Adekanu. And we'll profile the fastest rising teenage star on the ATP Tour, not named Alcaraz, in today's tennis story. All that and much, much more over the next hour on this Australian Open Edition of Tennis Channel Live. It is day four in Melbourne where the rain may be gone, but a reigning champion is also no more. Welcome to TC Live, our one-hour pregame show today to get you ready for all the action down under big stories, big names, and everything you need to know ahead of first ball. Featured matches on Rod Laver Arena, starting with Arena Sabalenka and Shelby Rogers. American Jensen Brooksby goes for his biggest win against Ruud. Then it's Caroline Garcia and Layla Fernandez. The night session, headlined by nine-time champ Novak Djokovic and women's two-seed Algeber. Well, Sabalenka is getting ready to go. The footwork at its finest. Started her season with a title in Adelaide. Says she is taming the tiger. See if she can tame giant killer Shelby Rogers. And how about Jensen Brooksby? He's got his own tunes going. The headphones off right now. Four and one on the season. Semifinals in Auckland. The pride of Sacramento looking for his biggest win ever. As we welcome you back into our studios in Santa Monica, Steve Wiseman, the Hall of Famer, Lindsey Davenport, former pro, our global correspondent, Prakash Amitraj from 60 Minutes and Sports Illustrated, John Wertheim. The Hall of Famer, Martina Navratilova, will be joining us once again tomorrow. Gets the day off today. Well-deserved, as always. Uh, a lot of stuff to talk about from day three, Prakash. What
2: stood out to you? Americans seem to be playing for something more than themselves in this individual tournament, keeping that energy going from the United Cup. Love how they're all drawing the lock sign. They all seem to be locked in. They're in a group chat together. Just kind of keeping that energy going. I love it. They're practicing with each other. And I think when you have that kind of energy, that's when special things happen. Mm, I like that.
3: Yeah, that's been fun to see. I'm going to keep my theme going with the outside courts and maybe some of the Americans that are maybe a little bit more lesser known. But how about Michael Moe? Lucky loser. Come on. Gets called up at the last minute. Saves match point. He's through now to the second round. We have Claire Liu still in. Bernard Apera. But come on. Our guy, we like to say here at Tennis Channel, Brandon Holt. Right. Another right. of well of qualifying. Winning a match. Tracy Austin's son, former USC Trojan. He is still going. He yeah. plays again today. Just awesome stuff from Brandon. Up to a career high rank no matter what happens.
4: Yeah. Good stuff. Yesterday, we were talking about Dominic Thiem and Garbini Muguruza, some of their struggles. Yesterday, Bianca Andreescu did not advance. Neither did Petra Kvitova, another major champion. And I think, it, to me, it's in the sharp relief how vulnerable and sort of how delicate a sport tennis is. And we throw around these big numbers. Nadal won't be winning a 23rd major. We'll get to that in a moment. Novak Djokovic going for 22, 900 weeks in the top 10, 35-match winning streak. And I think... You see results like Bianca's and, and Dominic teams, It throws into sharp relief just how extraordinary. They're the outliers, these top players. It's completely normal to win a major and then have your level maybe tail off. Sometimes we throw out these numbers and we say oh, how crazy they are, and you take a step back and you realize it just takes one little thing to go wrong for what Nadal, Federer, Serena, Djokovic have done. I, it really, early in the tournament, it really gets home for me.
1: Andreski had a match point. Could be facing yeah. Igušviantek instead Going back home. Small, small margins. And Rafa Nadal learned that yesterday. Unfortunately, the top seed, the defending champion back on court facing the American Maggie McDonald. Had crushed him at Roland Garros, Lindsay, but Mackey said, I, I want to try my luck against him on a hard court, and McDonald had the mojo going early.
3: Yeah, and this was really a match of two completely different stories. One, the exceptional tennis that Mackey played in the beginning part of this match. This first set, he was perfect. He was aggressive. He was standing up on that baseline. He was trying to dictate play, and he continued that early in the second. He was able to move Rafa around and then also step in when needed. He was moving really well, using all his shots. Rafa had just started to figure out his game, get back into this match when this happened. We all knew immediately something was not right. A lot of long looks up to his camp. Wasn't running very well for a couple points. Then called the trainer. He came out to look like working on his hip, left the court for a medical timeout and his camp a lot of concern looks. He came back out on court, and I gotta tell you, almost every other player would have retired. Rafa Yay. was clearly <laughs> not himself, and credit to Mackey, who just put his head down, played consistent, but this was really the story about Rafa and his injury, another injury. Will we see him again? The wife. Oh, look at Mary. Got a sense that maybe this was his last match in Australia.
1: Two-time champ Game there and McDonald's. defending champion would not retire. That is just Roth Nadal being exactly Game. who he is. <laughs> and Matthew McDonald, credit to him as well, being able to close this out. Biggest win of his career for Nadal, though. Earliest exit at a major since he lost in the first round of the 2016 Australian Open. Knowing Nadal, you never know whether this will be the last time in Melbourne or not. An absolute warrior, but... The lean years, uh, Rafa's earliest exits at the Australian Open, you got to go way back. I mentioned 2016, then before that, it was 2005 and 2004. After the match, Nadal talking about those injury issues.
5: I was not able to hit the back end at all, uh, and I was not able to to run for the ball, but I didn't want to retire to be defending champion here. Uh, Can't say that I am not destroy it <laughs> mentally at this time because I will be lying.
1: Even with him it's never over till it's over type thing. I mean he didn't even want to roll over and quit. Uh, he kept fighting until basically the end, even though he maybe didn't have all his game. But uh I'd say once I broke him maybe in that in that third set at the end there I felt like, you know, he hadn't really seen any chances on my serve in that in that set. So I think I could have gone away with it there. Listen, Mackie knew that Nadal was not at full strength there at the end. But what impressed you, Prakash, the most about his ability to stay focused during those moments?
2: Well, it's interesting because Mackie, the way he hits the ball, not a whole lot margin for error. I mean, he plays pretty close to the net there. And when you get tight, big situations. I don't care if Rafa's not 100 percent. He's not running. It's still Rafa over there. So you, you have decades underneath your belt of watching him play, looking at him as possibly a hero, getting over that hump mentally on Rod Laver Arena in front of everyone at this Grand Slam. That's not easy. No. I, I don't care what the situation is. And on the other hand, you only have that day. You only have your opponent the way he is. You only have you the way you are. Can you get the job done? All those things set in place. He did what he had to do. Did it with class. So it, was, it was a night he's never going to forget for the rest of his life. I think that's a good point. I credit
4: Mac and McDonald because we've seen plenty of players in very similar situations, and they just haven't been able to close. I mean, I think it's, it's natural to sort of speculate where. Rafa goes from here. We don't know a whole lot about this injury. He, he said hip. but We don't know. I mean, it's sort of what one can assume it's not unrelated to other injuries he's had. But some of this is physical. He's 36 years old. He knows what it takes to rehab. Some of this he talked about being a father for the first time and those adjustments. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of this just comes down to what what does he want and what is he willing to do at this point in his career?
3: Yeah, that's the other thing. It, the injuries just wear you down emotionally. And we saw him last year dealing with the foot injury and then it was the ab and now another injury kind of curtails what he's playing for, which is obviously the majors. I mean, you, we expect that he's going to push through Roland Garros if possible. If surgery's not needed or whatever this injury is, and then we'll see. But it is so tiring and it takes so much energy when you don't feel like you can practice 100% or you're expecting something to go wrong. And Rafa deals with it better than anyone. He's got so much experience. But at some point, it just becomes too much.
1: He's been doing this for more than a decade. I would not bet against Rafa Nadal returning and getting back to winning Grand Slams, especially in Paris, which is the next major. Meantime, top seed on the women's side, Iga Swiatek, first up on Rod Laver Arena yesterday. Prakash facing another 21-year-old in Camilla Osorio, the world number one. Hasn't lost before the third round of a
2: major in four years. Well, the scary thing is, she's just seems to be so many levels ahead of the pack. Whatever level she plays from her best, even a little bit down, she seems to be able to get the job done. Having said that, I think she really stepped it up from her first match. I mean, she looked very, very sharp out there today. And you can see why she's such a threat. Not only does she have tremendous power, her movement is exceptional, able to really get behind every ball, and she's able to finish over the sideline a lot of the time, not just over the baseline. And I think that just makes her so much more dangerous, because then she comes out with just blatant power like that, right up the middle of the court, which ends up being a clean winner as well. And the way she moves, how versatile she is as far as these short balls now, she's just getting more and more comfortable in her game, and it's it's a different game she's playing in right now.
1: She's now won 53 of her first 65 major singles matches. Only six Hall of Fame legends had more than that. Top-ranked American Jesse Pagula looking to beat Alexandra Sasnovich in a major for the second time in five months, John. Lost eight games in that match. uh, Dispersed them a bit differently in this one.
4: Yeah, she was telling me, uh, we we spoke a few weeks ago, she said, you know what's great when you're playing awesome tennis and you think what I really like are these grind-out wins that don't look good on the stat sheet. Sure. First round match was done in under an hour. Yesterday was one of these Game grinders. Sassovich is a nice player, top 40 player. First set, all Jesse, and then not the cleanest set for her, certainly not statistically. There were five breaks of serve in the set, but Jesse came up. up with the goods New when balls. she had to. Third seed comes in having beaten Iga, and you have the feeling she, maybe for the first time, really thinks of herself as a contender. Um, nice grind amount. Second set, them. set, she's into round three. Not her cleanest match, but an effective one. Mixed doubles draw came out. She's the
1: two seat there with Austin Frycek. She's also the two seat in doubles with Coco Golf. Playing all fingers. three disciplines. All right. Speaking of Coco, second round match we all had our eyes on: Linz Amarendra Kanu, Coco Golf, meeting for the first time. Coco coming in on that six-match win streak.
3: Yeah, and this was a match in the beginning. Goff just with a little bit too much power. got off to a great start. Raducanu played one of the best matches that we've seen maybe since the U.S. Open. But Goff, she hung tough at the end of that first set. Second set went back and forth. Raducanu gave herself a couple of chances after getting down 4-2 at a set point there. At a second set point, and again, another unforced error. Story of this match 2 of 10 on break points for Radakanu just unable to convert on the big occasions Coco hung tough in that second set is a little bit more solid in the tie break this is a, though a good sign of things to come between these two very high quality second set but it's got able to come through
1: 100th career win already for the 18 year old there is match point As Coco Golf gets it done. She's the youngest player to reach that milestone since our own Caroline Wozniak. did it back in 2009. Nice embrace at the net between these two stars. Let's hear from Coco.
0: I think it was a tough match for me. Um... uh, like with the conditions, a lot different from my first round match, playing in the 11 o'clock in the day with the roof open to playing at night in like heavy conditions. So it was really tough um, to kind of find in a lot of those points I was just trying to hang in there. So for the most part, I think I did well today. There's things I can improve on, um, but there's no um, way you can go through a whole tournament playing every match perfect. So I think it's all about being resilient, resilient when you need to
1: wise beyond her years. Stefano Tsitsipas hopes of getting to world number one for, gosh, if he wins the title, facing the Aussie wildcard, Rinky Hijikata, former UNC star said, these
2: are the ones you dream of playing. It would turn into a bit of a nightmare. It would look a brilliant experience for him to be able to build on, to to move forward in his career. But a little bit of a case of a heavyweight playing against a lightweight here. Stefanos is able to really control the match, do what he wanted to do, use that defense, use that athletic ability, which is so marvelous. I mean, what touch here on this love. And what I really love to see from Steph is he's really getting super, super comfortable at the net. I mean, I think probably the best technique up at the net from all the players on tour right now. But he's really getting comfortable with covering the net and using it as a regular part of his game. I think that's going to be a huge part of him trying to capture the first Grand Slam. Not really in trouble at all. Really, really worked like on my performance. Able to move on to the next round.
1: A lot of support from the crowd there in Australia as well for Tsitsipas. TC Live, a reminder, goes back to our usual time. 5 p.m. Eastern tomorrow, the full two-hour pregame show leading up to live tennis on ESPN+. And, of course, encore coverage, 7 a.m. Eastern with Brett Haber and Paul Anacone right here on Tennis Channel. Still ahead, our experts gonna pick between Casper Rood and Jensen Brooksby in our Bet365 match preview. May the odds be ever in your favor.
4: TC Live at the Australian Open is brought to you in part by Tennis Express. We deliver tennis right to your front door. Order today, ships today. And by Bet365, the world's favorite sports book.
1: Back on TC Live, a reminder to play the match point Predictor game from Tennis Channel. Answer questions correctly about what will happen in Melbourne. For a chance to win great prizes totaling $4,500 to enter, go to tennis.com slash play or use that QR code on your screen. Prakash has already told you who's going to win the tournament. He says it's going to be Novak Djokovic. He says it's going to be Anjibor. That question for number three, well, if you didn't get your answer in already, it's the second round. Rafa is out. As we welcome you back into our studio, Steve Weissman with you. And during the WTA finals, Iga Swiatek told me and Chanda Rubin she is a big fan of Taylor Swift. But when asked about her pre-match playlist in Melbourne, there was a blank space for Swift. It's Black Sabbath, ACDC, Lenny Kravitz, and Led Zeppelin taking Iga on the stairway. To Grand Slam Heaven. For more stories like that, make maketennis.com your online information source throughout the Australian Open and the entire season. Right now, Steve Tigner has your three to see on day four of the Aussie Open. And Stephanie Livaday writes about Daniil Medvedev's new gaming inspired personal logo with Lacoste. Now, time for the daily forecast the Fox Weather.
3: I'm FOX WEATHER's Kendall Smith, and here's today's Australian Open Forecast. We're looking at the weather in Melbourne, Australia today as mild temperatures are on the way, topping out in the mid-60s. You can download the FOX WEATHER app or stream FOX WEATHER from your favorite connected TV device.
1: Thank you, Kendall. Straight ahead, we lock in on more Americans. Would United Cup teammates Francis Tiafo and Madison Keys be united in victory last night? Stay tuned. Lindsay Prakash, John, Steve, back on TC Live, getting ready for men's second-round action. Jensen Brooksby and Casper Rude. What's going on here, John? Looks like
4: you guys in there. Isn't that Steven Prakash's game in the green room? Looks yeah, it's like trash, exactly. Um, this is, looks like what you do at, <laughs> like, summer camp when it rains and you need to occupy your time. Uh, Very talented. I like the use of the medical bed, though. <laughs> what do you call yeah. The fold-up table. Forget about a massage,
1: you know, stretch. Let's just use that to bounce the mini soccer ball off of We're more likely to shoot
2: hoops. So you don't want See me try that
1: ugly. <laughs> 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 it's our American segment, Sebi Corda. He won a junior title in Melbourne, John. His dad, Peter, won his only major there at 98. His sisters okay. have won golf titles in Australia. I mean, this family is built for winning down under.
4: Yeah, 25 years ago. Um, you know, 12 days ago. Sebastian Korda had match point against Novak Djokovic in Australia. Um, He didn't convert that, and I think there was some question, how would he recover? Well, very well, because he looked good in round one, and he looked even better yesterday against the Japanese Qualifier, tougher match than the score would indicate, but just a really solid, authoritative performance. This was a match that Corda frankly should have won and did win. It sets up a third rounder against Neil Medvedev. Uh nice win though for Sebastian Corda onward. Yeah, looking forward to that matchup against Medvedev. Big
1: opportunity for Corda. Now a Nike man for Sardin Milley. You see he's got it rocking. RTC fam, Chris Eubanks coming off his first win at the Australian Open, up to around 100 in the live for gosh. trying to reach the third round of a major for the first
2: time. Could it happen against Yuri Lahetchka? Well, a relatively good draw because he could have played Borna of he's a Cincy champ, but he took on this 21-year-old uh, Lahetchka and not able to get it done. A few too many unforced errors. fought back well here in this third set, was able to put a little bit of that first serve big forehand mustard on the game, but again, just a few too many errors. Perhaps been just a little bit too consistent here in that fourth set and pretty impressive for him as well. Hasn't been past the first round of any slam in his career thus far, still just 21 years of age. For the first time, not just past the first round, into the third round.
1: Nice showing still for Chris Eubanks as his ranking is on the up and up. Stars and stripes keep on shining. Lindsay, Francis Tiapo, he made his major breakthrough. It was four years ago in Melbourne, reaching the quarterfinals. Now he is an actual major contender, taking on the 17-year-old. I know you like a lot, Jerry Shank.
3: Yeah, and isn't Francis wearing it well? And he's a major contender. He is embracing it. A very entertaining match against the 17-year-old Shank. But, Jerry, it just caught up to him. His fifth match here at the Australian Open after going through qualifying. And Francis with way too much firepower and all sorts of shots. This was a very entertaining match, but it's great to see Francis so focused and really embracing it all. He's mixing up his shots well. Look at this volley, but look at the reaction. We love to see this from him. He is all business. Let's go, folks. He had 20 aces in this match, 40
1: winners for Tiafo. Ask the crowd after, y'all think i wear this, this, this kit, right? And, and they all loved it. They loved it. It's not just about the outfit, it's about the game. Big foe, moving on. How about Madison Keys, Fellow United Cup teammate, two-time semi-finalist in Melbourne. Her 26 wins here, tied for her most at a single event. Can break that tie, Lindsay, with a win against Wang Jin Yu.
3: Yeah, and another solid match for Madison. She is not overplaying, which is great news for Ah. her. Didn't play her best in that first set, still able to get through it 6-3 played an opponent with a lot of firepower, but Madison was choosing her shots well. Maybe could have gone somewhere else with that overhead, but the point goes on.
6: Didn't
3: Didn't panic. The forehand, though, a little bit more margin and a little bit more topspin, getting some of those to go off the court. Again, nothing really to nitpick with Keys' game. She's looked good down under this, yeah. this whole time, has not lost yet when you look at her United Cup results and so far at the... Australian Open, but things will get a lot more difficult for her
1: now. 26 winners for Maddie in this match gets Victoria Azarenka next. We'll look for her first win against the Belarusian. So after the match, both Francis Tiafo, Madison Keys, Jesse Pagula, Taylor Fritz, they all go to the camera. What do they do? Uh, draw different versions of a lock.
3: The team motto. Oh. Because they are locked what in,
1: Prakash. So what, do, what do we think of each one's... Uh you know, our artistry in drawing the lock emoji.
2: Well, look, I'll tell you one thing. No one's going to be paying Taylor Fritz to be drawing anything for them. <laughs> and I think it's a little questionable what he ended up drawing. Jesse and Maddie definitely had the best forms on the
3: locks. But
2: uh, Yeah, even, even <laughs> Lindsay, you gotta, you got to snicker. Yeah, yeah, Taylor,
3: you know Taylor. what I love, though? Look at the camaraderie. <laughs> yeah, These four American players, they're going for the title. They bonded even more at the United Cup. They are in it as a team.
2: Baby fish mouth. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> look, look my favorite thing is the fact that they are they're rooting each other on, they believe in each other. I think there's a ton of respect between all of them as well, and you know what, not just that, they're inspiring me too here, okay? You? Oh no, Yeah, no. I'm telling you, oh, no. look, What's they happening? got a big team over there, <laughs> uh-huh. you know, and I'm like, you know what, L- let's all be united as well, just like them. So I got a token of appreciation oh, no. for you guys. I got locked because I want all locks. of us to be locked in over here as well. So you know what, we still got another 10 days to go. I'm putting that on the desk and that's our symbol. <laughs> all right. We're all locked in Lock, lock it you in. Know. I love that. Wait, then, Come on, Weissman. <laughs> you know what?
1: I don't know if you have the key, but... We are lock-locked. Doom-doom.
2: Not coming out of that. I think we lost the key.
1: (laughs) Well, now we are good to go. Team USA, man. That is good stuff for the United. Got the group chat, all that. Danielle Collins, 16 matches. She's won at the Australian Open, John. That's at least twice as many as any other slam. Tough second round matchup, though, with the former semi finalist,
4: Carolina Mukava. This was a great match, and it will be remembered for that. These are two players who, as you say, Steve, both have played deep in recent Australian Opens. Mukava, last player to be at, Barty, a semi finalist two years ago. Collins, a finalist. This was a great match. Goes to a third set. Look at the score, right? You need seven points to win a tiebreaker. Collins does it. She advances. What, oh, wait a second. The decisive sets. We play those tenth. What? First to ten. First to ten here. win by two. It all
1: changed. Now all the majors have the exact same deciding set timer. what
4: happens when you say this. To her credit, A, she smiled, and B, she hissed. That shot, look at that score. Um, that is after thinking you've won and celebrating. The fact that she could reset and regroup and all of her emotional energy went back on the court. That's locked in. That's <laughs> it. That's this that's one, now it's for real. Oh, wait, don't they have to play best of five? And <laughs> this one is for real. I give her a, little, seriously, yeah. a lot of credit for the
3: reset. And especially she lost two points in a row after that happened. She's able to
4: She said, "I was a little
1: embarrassed. I never had to play a tiebreak in the third set of a Grand Slam before. First, because they all used to be
3: different. Yep, of course, right.
1: at Roland Garros, yep. you play it out. Wimbledon, they had changed it to, you know, twelve games, final set. We like U.S. That Open had at seven. Right? You won't do it again.
2: I yeah. guarantee you. <laughs> I mean, John pointed it out. That's a that's a tough reset because there's so much of a release of energy that comes with oh, you win in a sigh of relief. She knows how tough Mukova is as an opponent here." And to be able to get through it, no, oh, no, <laughs> to her credit though, the that smile was. Bouncing. That, that <laughs> smile was beautiful. You know, I think that helped her reset.
3: It's right there. She's like, wait, though, what is happening her
2: emotions, like, why? The opponent's not going to
4: the net to shake my hand. What is going on here? There we go.
3: That's, that's
1: beautiful. That is, that is beautiful. Three more. I need three more points, like <laughs> to gather that energy
4: and that backhand down the line. Yeah, like right. like that—that's a really good win, too. Yeah, uh, great but point. no one's talking about the tennis. It's all—it's all the gifts. So. It, yeah. She—she she did not write a, a lock on the on the camera
1: after hey, that. What
3: is going on with Sloane Stephens?
1: <laughs>
3: uh, oh, and three to start the year. Uh,
1: not good. Not good. Uh, but you know, you
4: mentioned Brandon Holt coming through in five sets. Maxime Cressy, She's lefty. Bernardo Pera. That's a nice win over a seed, uh, John Isner could not get it done against Manorino. But he did get the 14,000 aces, okay. so he's, he's got that going on.
1: When we come back, we take you behind the scenes of a teenager who went from outside the top 100 to inside the top 10 last year. Welcome back. After falling in the Roland Garros quarterfinals last year, Holger Runa lost seven straight matches. But five months later, the Danish teenager returned to Paris and made history, getting five top ten wins at a single event to take the Masters title. Let's get to know the young star.
5: Holger is definitely a perfectionist.
6: Holger has always been a perfectionist.
5: I could see from the very start that he wants everything to be perfect.
6: I am. I'm a big perfectionist, you know. But I think it's a good thing, because without this, you can't have the perfect stroke or perfect serve. I want to be the best. I want to do everything great. And sometimes it's hard to do everything perfect. That's why I love tennis, because you always can improve something. And that's I think, is a beautiful thing. He was a very happy kid. he still is. Soccer was my first sport and, and what I didn't really like about soccer was that you were a team because then it was not all up to me and when we lost we lost together and we won together and you know I like to be the only one on the court to take control and the things I can do. And then uh, he started tennis. He was watching his sister for one two years. Even before I even tried to play tennis I always you know, looked at tennis, watching tennis, watching my sister playing matches, and that already, you know, got me to another level even before I started. I think maybe around age 12 or 13, we were at the same level. And then after that, he
5: he began to beat me. I think he was like seven, eight years old when he announced that he wanted to be the best player in the world.
6: My coach Lars uh, and I, we started when I was around six and a half. He's a very technical coach. That's, you know, one of the reasons why I hit like I hit today, because we, we build up the almost the perfect technique for me, and I feel very happy to still have him by my side.
5: He learned all the technical stuff, and then I taught him everything about footwork, and, and we've been kind of growing together all the way through, so he has trust in the team, and we work good, good together. They are very different in in many areas, but they have this in common, I think, that they seek for perfection.
6: So we always traveled for tournaments and playing either against the same age or the year older, so I always pushed against tough players. We
5: attended all the biggest tournaments where all the best players were gathered. He would generally win all these uh, big tournaments and he became the best under 12 player uh, in Europe.
6: (laughs) I want to be the best version that I could be and I want to win many Grand slams and to be number one in the world. Winning a Junior Slam was
5: uh, obviously one, uh, one of the big goals as a junior.
3: Mm-hmm.
6: When he won the French Open, it was, it was crazy. It was just unbelievable, you still a good goosebumps, so all the things that I've been working on as a junior just, uh, just, you know, went to another level.
5: Quite remarkable conclusion to a remarkable week in Paris for Holger Runa. He's beaten Djokovic, the first master cycle for the teenager from Denmark.
6: His ultimate goal is to be number one in the world, and he has said that since he was 10.
5: If he can step on court and be focused every time he steps on court, I think his dreams
6: will come through. He's, he's doing what he likes the most, and that's, that's brilliant. I'm living my dream 100%. I love playing tennis. This is the career I want, you know, this is my life. I choose it, and I'm so happy to have a, a family and coaches that is uh, helping me on the way.
1: He uh, was the 2022 Newcomer of the Year. Made the quarterfinals at Roland Garros. Three ATP titles. Told, told you about that one at the Paris Masters. What a run he had there. Historic number 10 in the world. Still just a teenager. But he says he is obsessed with perfection. So, Lindsay, how do you manage that in a sport where even the all-time greats lose half of
3: the points that they play? Gosh, it's tough when you barely lose in the juniors. And we <laughs> saw it in that piece, winning everything from such a young age. But that's something you also can't teach, is someone to really master all the different levels as they go through it. He's been able to do that. Obviously, he's going to hit some bumps in the road. He did for a period there last year. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the one thing that you get when you're around the tour and you see him, there is nobody— That works harder than him or Mm Alcaraz. And you can just see it in that next group. Will they burn out early? I don't know. I sure like to see those players, the work ethic. You you look at their bodies. They're strong. They're putting in everything. They're on the court all the time practicing. You know, that's obviously going to lead to success. The burnout, that's going to have to be really controlled from the people around them and their teams. Mm -hmm. A couple of X factors,
2: I think, that stand out with him, too. One, he seems to have that built-in belief. I mean, in Paris, just regardless of who he went up against, he really thought he should be coming out on top. And he doesn't mind getting in the face of his opponent and so forth. And, look, it may rub people the wrong way, but, you know, we've all talked about it. you you got to have a little bit of that dog in you, you know. And and this guy's got it, and he's not afraid to kind of, you know, bump heads uh, in those big moments. I think two huge factors. Remember, U.S. Open... Two years ago, 2021, he comes out and he's playing Novak and he's got the
4: IKEA bag and everyone has a (laughs) a good laugh at this young kid. He's true to Scandinavia. And I think we all misread him. We all said, oh, it's sort of a nice junior player. He's from Denmark. We all remember Karol Mosniaki And he, you're right, he's got some real fight in him. He played Tsitsipas at the French Open, had this week two showing. Then, as you say, he lost seven matches. He couldn't win a match for months. And then he closed out by winning... 15 of his last 16, including a takedown of Novak. So, on the one hand, you say this is a nice progression for a guy who had a great junior career. But that 2022, a lot went on there. Yeah, and yeah. here he comes as a top-10 seed.
1: I mean, last year when Carlos Alcaraz got to number one, he started the year in the 30s, remember? Yeah. Uh, Holger yeah. teenager right now, starting at 10. Yeah. He says he wants to get to number one. Well, why not, right? Uh, this kid can win some grand slams. Speaking of youngsters, uh, we've got a former Florida Gator getting ready to go. Ben Shelton. He's kind of like big, he's always smiling. I always see a smile on Ben's
2: face. Having a good time, enjoying yourself, I think it's priceless. Big opportunity to reach the third round as well.
1: well welcome back to TC Live. More action from last night. Felix Sergei team trying to reach the third round for the third straight year. Yesterday, Prakash, she said you wouldn't take the bet 365 plus 600 odds on Alex
2: Molchon. And the Slovakian tried to prove you wrong earlier. He, yeah, he certainly not. did. It wasn't looking good. I was getting a little tight <laughs> A couple sweat yeah. beats coming down, especially in these first two sets. Uh, Felix just, you know, he hasn't looked his best self in these first couple of matches. A little unsure, yeah. as you Second see there. Track. And look, when he's playing his best tennis, he is, he is not hesitating. he's executing. he's moving off the front foot. And that's a little bit more what we started to see in this third set. He started finding his rhythm and was really the one dictating play. He wasn't really playing too much defense, and Molchan started to feel it. A few unforced errors started yeah, creeping in, a little bit more positive body language, which we know is huge, and at this point in the fifth set, it was, it was all FAA. Started serving better, landing a few more first serves, a ton of frustration coming from Molchan as well, And a couple breaks, seals the deal. And still moving well and finding his best tennis, really, towards the end of the match. Second time in his career, he's come back from down two sets to win, told the crowd
1: after. At some point, I was just trying to spend a little bit more time on court in front of you guys. Uh, A whole nother match awaits for him. The only women's champ remaining in the draw, Victoria Azarenka-Lindsay taking on Nadia Podoroska. This was quick.
3: Yeah, but it was a long wait for Azarenka. Got on the court a little after 11 p.m. local time, but didn't stay out there too long, Steve, under an hour takeout, Khodorovska. Vika was all over Khodorovska, right on that baseline, dictating play. Hit both her ground strokes very well. Khodorovska was just trying to defend and stay in all these points, could never hit off her front foot, was constantly on the run. And it, this is what you got to do when you're getting rain delays and you're having to wait all day, make it quick. It's exactly what Azarenka did. She sets up that third round with keys.
1: Looking forward to that one, gets it done. 6-1, 6-love. 50 some odd minutes of work for Victoria Azarenka. And then, let's talk about the rain delays. Tanasi Kokonakis, John, he was just five points from victory when his match was suspended a couple days ago with Fabio Fonini. It took him three minutes to finish his work yesterday.
4: What these players have <laughs> to go through. We were talking about this yesterday, too. Remember, defending doubles champion but playing with Nick Kyrgios, who now doesn't have that to contend with. He also knew that Andy Murray was awaiting as his next opponent and what would be a, a big opportunity match. And as you say, Steve, this is uh, a continuation. Kokonakis looked really good to start this thing off against a, a former top ten player in Fonini. Um, we've always known about his tennis, Kokonakis. You know, that's the guy who's hardcore wins over Roger Federer. It's just a question of staying healthy, and he, now in his mid-20s, looks quite healthy. This is where they were set up, so imagine that. Starts raining, you figure you're going to sleep and you're up a break in the third set, two sets to love, and to Kokonakis' credit, he took care of business quickly yesterday, advances, and now his reward, he gets to come back tonight for a date against Andy Murray, who played in 2015, they grew up fast, these Kokonakai. <laughs> <laughs> Kokonakai, that's a good
1: one, John. I, uh, Andy Murray, actually one of his mentors, mm-hmm. a little bit. They played doubles together in the past.
3: Lindsay, how do you see this matchup going? Uh, it's so interesting. Kokonakis is one of these players that really electrifies this crowd, but they're going to be torn, right? <laughs> and normally they love Andy Murray also. Um, Kokonakis did so well last year, right? Run the lead in tournament. He was on fumes, ended up losing in the first round. He's so excited that this year he's at 100% in the singles, got through a really tough emotional match. How does Murray pull up, though, from that match? That's the biggest question mark. You know Tanasi's going to be ready. He's going to have the energy bringing in himself. We just don't know. you got to see what Murray looks like that first about 35, 40 minutes.
1: Yeah, we'll see about that one on the women's side. Really good one. Caroline Garcia, Leila Fernandez, some first
2: strike aggressive tennis. Who do you favor in this matchup? It's a tough one. I, I, I do favor Caroline, but... Layla's a tricky player. I mean, look, when you have that lefty ability, you can really kind of throw someone off your rhythm. And when she's able to do that with a player like Carolyn, who wants to be the one aggressive, she's the one dictating play, you can throw her off a rhythm. And we know with Carolyn also when the errors come, they can come fast and furious. So I think for Layla, it's to kind of mix up the speeds, use the angles a little bit, not really play vertical tennis with Carolyn and um, get her moving. That could be a big opportunity for Fernandez in that match. Uh, Taylor Fritz...
1: This is how you draw a lock, not not that other shape. He is um, locked, though. He is locked. He is locked. He's taken on Alexi Popperin. They've met once before. Taylor beat him in D.C. Uh, Taylor Fritz,
4: legit contender right now. I'd say a lock, um, not to win, <laughs> but I think a lock to beat. Uh, I think a lock to beat Popperin. Uh, they played uh, one. You know, they played less than a year ago. Similar type of surface. I can't. You sort of go through this checklist. I'm not sure Popperin does anything better necessarily. Then Taylor, who's looking like an authoritative seed. I, he's not the favorite, not as long as Novak is in the draw, but I think he's on that next tier. Nadal's now out of the tournament. Big opportunity for Taylor.
1: Huge opportunity for Taylor Fritz. There's another Taylor in the draw on the other side. Taylor Townsend, she is getting ready to go. She is still in singles, in doubles. She's locked and loaded as well. Coming in with a whole lot of confidence. Looking forward to seeing Taylor Townsend in action. Find out which player, when we come back, helped identify this pro coach who was uh, catching some rays at Melbourne Park. You don't want to miss this. Welcome back, a reminder, after the Australian Open, Tennis Channel is the only place to watch every ATP and WTA tournament this February and March. Tune in for daily live coverage from more than 20 events, culminating with the Sunshine Double in Indian Wells in Miami. We call it the Swing into Spring. It begins Monday, January 30th, only on Tennis Channel. Time now for our Bet365 match preview today. It's Jensen Brooksby, Casper Rude, They've met once before. Rude won last year in Rome. Much different surface. John, are you going plus 240 and laying some on uh, Brooksby? I
4: don't think so. Okay. Uh, we like Brooksby and we like his uh, we like originality. But I, I think Rude is just too solid a player right now. I, I like this match. I mean, it's a, it's a weird stylistic matchup. Uh, I think you got to go with the guy who's seated uh, where Rude is. But an in, interesting match. I like Casper. With different styles of play as well, how can Brooksby disrupt Casper?
1: Well, he's
3: got to use his weapons, which Mm. is always kind of changing the pace, throwing in the slices, throwing up some off-speed shots, and then stepping in at other times. The challenge is, does that affect Rude? Rude handles all that pretty well, and if he's able to get his forehand, if this court was a different speed, if it was playing as fast as it was the last few years, maybe give a little bit more to Brooksby, but because Rude has some time now to get his forehand to defend like in Casper in this one also, but an entertaining one.
2: I think Brooksby is going to need a little bit of help, especially on the return of serve, because as you said, his serve is a little bit of a liability sometimes. If it's a faster court, yep. he's getting a little help with his serve, but here he's got to be almost okay with the fact that he's going to get broken a bunch of times. So if he can return well, get a couple cracks at Casper's serve, it's going to make it a better match. The problem for that is I think Casper's serve probably the most improved part of his game over the last six months. Yep. I mean, he's really cranked it up, getting a lot more aggressive on it. So... Best of five sets. I do like uh, your man. (laughs) (laughs) Gasparud. I thought that was an interesting prop, by the
1: way. Over, under, seven and a half breaks? Probably go under with that one. What's trending? This has been trending on social media. Our awesome, awesome social media team posted this photo of a man at the Aussie Open getting some sun on his belly with the caption, someone come get their dad before Calvin Klein signs him. Now, Jasmine Paolini responded, this man is Lorenzo Cinego's coach. Internet,
4: do your thing. And we were able to identify that gentleman. You know okay. Whose man's is that? Yeah. <laughs> Yo,
2: know, I'm not mad. He's like, you know what? I don't
4: care. Okay. I got the
2: belly, but pee the Armani socks that I got. On. <laughs> you
4: know.
2: That's oh, a flex.
1: Farmer's tan. That uh, is a flex. T- Tommy Paul's uh, girlfriend, Paige Lorenz, also responded, me right now.
4: <laughs> <laughs> that is,
2: I'll tell you one thing. That is not that Paige.
4: <laughs> 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 someone, someone come get your dad is really strong, for right? the record. All right.
1: Uh, our TC social team has has taken That's their good. game to a whole new level during the Australian Open. Well done. Yeah, absolutely. Lorenzo, poor come guy. get I, your coach. Come on.
4: That poor guy. I just wanted to catch some rays. I
1: right. mean, okay. <laughs> Taylor Fritz on the bike, locked and loaded. Looking to get to the quarterfinals for the first time at the Australian Open. Back after this. Welcome back. Leading up to first ball here in Melbourne. And uh, that's not the music that I was hoping
4: for. There There it is. Hurdle. There it is. (laughs) John, do your thing. Stat of the day, who feasts on Americans? Lindsey Davenport once did, uh, but Rafa did as well. 84 wins, only 11 defeats. Yeah, a couple. James Blake got to Rafa three times. Andy Roddick, Isner beat him once, but uh, good record against Americans. He killed the U.S. Open. He lost to Francis there. After that, losses to Tommy Paul, Taylor Fritz, and then yesterday to Matthew McDonald. Now 0 4 in his last four matches. Against Americans, another loss in there to American college player Cam Norrie. I mean, obviously, some of this is emblematic of the struggles Rafa's had recently. But for a guy who used to absolutely own Americans, zero in his last four matches.
1: In all honesty, one and three this year. How worried are you about Rafa?
2: Well, I just think when you think of all the greats in all of sports, you know, when you look at Muhammad Ali, you look at Tiger Woods, you just look at a variety of sports. At the end of their career, you always have that that, that one rabbit that they, they pull out of the hat, when you just absolutely, at least one, when you don't think they're going to do it. Question for me is, did Rafa did that. have that? I was going to say. Yeah. In no, Melbourne no. last year. Well, About 2022. Is, is yeah. that it? Um, and I think that's the thing you ponder, because he's, he's built himself on this attitude that it's possible, it's possible, it's possible. Yeah. So he certainly believes it's possible, but mm-hmm. oh, I guess only time will tell. I
1: believe it. I hope so. He had a best start of his career last year.
3: Yeah, but <laughs> also, I mean, how much does a great, great, one of the greatest of all time want to go through this? Right. How many losses has it been? You nailed like he's had it. like yeah, one that's or that's two right. wins out of his last eight or nine matches. That's not something that there's, there's a lot of yeah. greatest of all times want to sit around for. Right. And
2: how much does it take out of you, that's, sacrifice, that's, family? That's, I thought you
4: nailed it earlier. The, the mental component yeah. of rehab is going to determine everything. Yeah. All right, what do we got for Hot Shots? What do you got, Josh? On, of the day. Well,
2: uh, if we could put not a picture, but a video in a frame, I'm pretty sure Mackie McDonald will put this up in his living room and feast off this thing for the rest of his life. I mean, using those wheels a coming wheel. up with a beautiful oh. angle against the Nadal, Rod Labor Arena, packed House. I mean, this is, a, this is a lifetime memory here. And that too, I'll give him a couple extra points for the style. Open leg, slide, out wide, manages to curve it around. Do you teach that? And you don't, (laughs) the Indians, we break our ankles if we try to do something like that. (laughs) Can't say that.
1: (laughs) He said, I've got the guns to beat him. (laughs) He was was taking it to him. Here are the matches on Rod Laver today. Can Shelby Rogers pull off the upset against Arena Sabalenka? Another American looking for the upset against Kasparud. Layla Fernandez, Caroline Garcia, Novak Djokovic. In Al-Shabur, a couple of major finalists there at the bottom. Let's start though with an American near and dear to our yes. hearts. The one and only Brandon Holt coming off a five-set win late last <laughs> I was up at 2 a.m., said Scott Holt. The, the text message with Brandon, two hands up, <laughs> getting it done. Uh, Roberto Bautista, good. different story today. What does Holt do to, you
2: know, beat him? Uh, under a normal circumstance, I would think that the recovery might be an issue. But listen, he's young, he's, he's so jacked up on adrenaline of being there in this round against Agut, I don't think that's going to be an issue. Both play somewhat similar styles from the baseline. Both strike the ball pretty flat. So I think there's going to be a lot of baseline rallies. But I think opening up the court a little bit, using a few backhands up the line, forehands up the line, not getting into too many cross court patterns with Agut, I think we'll be able to help him a little bit and um, and get, get aggressive. You, beat, you think John? Beat, beat a qualifier. You've had the Siskookie, Rain Delay, and
4: then you go and play one of the veterans' veterans. I mean, just a sort of a rock solid opponent. A much different stylistic look on the other side of the net. But I, you know, I mean, I think. Brandon's got a decade on his opponent for the he's done this drill before this is the second straight major in which he's reached this point real shot yeah,
1: yeah absolutely all right uh, I mentioned Shelby Rogers going for an upset she has beaten Ash Barty Simona Halep Petra Kvitova at majors Head-to-head, 2-0 for Sabalenka. What does Shelby need to do?
3: You've got to be able to hang with the pace and the heaviness of the Sabalenka shots. You've got to get a lot of balls back into play, hope you get a few errors. From what we've seen from Sabalenka so far in 2023, we're saying, gosh, she looks like she could win a major. So Shelby needs a little bit of help, and she's got to get Sabalenka to feel uncomfortable. Maybe a a few short, low slices, maybe a few heavy kicks, something to get that ball out of Sabalenka's strike zone.
1: Novak Djokovic looked good in his first match. Take, take a look listen to this john novak versus enzo right so one player looking to reach the third round for a 15th time here versus another going for their third ever tour level match win
4: yeah i think uh, <laughs> the, the, the data points favor the first guy you were talking about no i mean if you're novak what more could you ask for very solid first round match the guy who's the defending champion is no longer in the draw boy we're 72 hours into this event but boy are things shaping up nicely for uh, our nine-time champion.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, then that last match, exciting one. You got Anz and Marquetza Vandrasova, both former major finalists. Both needed three sets yeah. to get through the first round.
2: How do you see it going tonight? Well, I think today's one of those opportunities for Anz to really up her level. I don't think she played the kind of tennis she wanted to play in that opening round. As you said, Vandrasova certainly has Grand Slam experience, but I think this is where Anz needs to start producing that tennis we saw last year and get into a little bit of rhythm going into the rest of the Slam. I like her today. I just uh, would like a better start for her today.
1: 3-1 head-to-head for Jabir in that matchup. First ball is coming your way momentarily. We are back at our normal time, 5 p.m. Eastern tomorrow, and Martina and Lulu will be back with us as well. Looking forward to that. On those course? guys? The, who, who are is that the, the Nike kit in flower those form? Dutch? <laughs> <laughs> is is a, real
3: flowers, you the think? The next year's
1: Nike kit. Yes, right. <laughs> Hibiscus on his shoes, by the way. The, the Naomi Osaka shoes. Pretty good. And, and what is that guy doing? Yeah. That's like Lorenzo Sonego's coach. Uh, thanks for watching TC Live.